Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. Thank you for watching and listening to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. Hey, big guy, how are you? I'm great. How about you? Good, good. You're trying to wear the Lakers. Hopefully the Lakers come through this year. You know, I'm always going to support the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers and the Dodgers. I'm always going to support them. With their big it's, trades, huh? I know. Yeah. You know, I, I have these hoodies, and it's crazy how expensive yeah. it is now to get. We're, we're taping in your office, and, and right here in downtown Downey. We're across the street. I shouldn't say it, but we're across the street from the sports. Right. So I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Uh, right across the street. And they have really cool merchandise, but it's not cheap. No. It's it's. It's, it's no, kind of up there in price. Yeah. I got my Dodger stuff for the year, and I got it online. I couldn't, oh, <laughs> I yeah, couldn't yeah. afford it there. So uh, so anyway, so what's happening? We did a show recently uh, about our new city manager. Some things happened at the city council. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about a couple of things that have been looming that the city council approved the other day. Right. Uh, you want to get into some of them? Yeah. So, you know, the, one of the big issues was uh, they approved – a, and if I'm if I got the language wrong, correct me. A historical preservation ordinance, correct, is what they they wanted to do um, to protect uh, the historical properties in in Downey. I have opinions on this. I know you have opinions on this. Um, first of all, why don't you do you have some info? Why don't we give some info? So some sure. So. For 20-some-odd years, we've been trying to do something for historical preservation. Preservation. I can't say it. So I'm going to keep messing it up yeah. for the historical ordinance. Okay, uh -huh. so we no, wanted we to haven't do really that. been trying. It, we've, we've talked about it. Right, right. Well, we, we, really no, no, we tried on there several times. And what I mean by trying is that we've actually put the staff together to, to mm -hmm. look into it and so forth. And it always starts off, of course, with our most famous house here, the Reeves Mansion, uh, you know, that to make sure that that always got saved. But that's on the historical register anyway. So there's a couple on there. Right. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a house over on Cherokee that we all love that got torn down. Uh, so there's a couple of things out there, four houses there. So those things come to mind. And every time uh, we're trying to do something, okay, how do we save our, our preservation and our, our character and our history? Um, when I first got on the council in 2006, I was given a list of 30 properties that, you know, we should do this. Mm -hmm. at. And of course, my first reaction, I want to do this, you know, mm -hmm. let's save some historical things. So I went to all 30 properties and 27 of them had already been torn down mm -hmm. and already changed. It was kind of like it's out of the bag already, you know, the cat's out. It's, it's out, you know, so like like one of the houses is next to um uh, OPH, right? Mm -hmm. And it's got uh, the one that's got all these uh, monuments in the front yard yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. So they wanted us to tag that as a historical thing because it was built in 1922 and so forth. But all the expert told us just because it's old doesn't make it historic. Yeah. You know, it's got to be with that. So so we did. We tried then. In 2007, we looked at that. We looked at it again in 2010. We looked at it in 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Councilman Alex Saab, former Mayor Alex Saab, actually had a whole staff looking at it. And, you know, when he got the uh, Orange Estates tag there for uh, uh, in Orange Estates, um, we looked at all those things. The city has looked at it. So it's just... How far do you want to go, and where it's, do the rights come into play? Right. Sorry. Go ahead. So no, go ahead. No, yeah. Okay. So so uh, I've said I, I, I've said this for for a while. Downey, as, as a city, as a government body, does not care about its history. 
and I know there's gonna be people, there's gonna be people who disagree with me. Downey does not care about the the history. I mean, I I know every once in a while we'll get a council member who who will bring it up. The city staff looks into it. Looking into it doesn't do anything. Right. At this right. point, I think it's it's pretty much too late. Right. There's no distinct neighborhoods. We have we do have the orange estates, and there's you know, the signs are nice, so you know what right. neighborhood going into. That doesn't right. do anything. There's some really nice homes there, right. and they're being demolished. They're 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 demolished, and you you get to McMansions who that go up on the property. Like you go on Reeves, and on the corner of Reeves, I think it was is third. You know, it was a an older house. And it was demolished. And that's just the way, that's a policy decision of the city of Downey. The city right. does not care about its history. And I, and I think, and... Well, those uh, two things are not mutually exclusive, by the mm-hmm. way. So caring about its history and not doing something about it are two different things. Well, I, but if you, if you care, why wouldn't you do something about it? Well, because... It's, and know, it's too late now. It's sure, too late. Because, you know, you have this little thing called the Constitution and property owner's rights. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you as a government body to tell me I, I bought my house in 1987. It was really brand new mm-hmm. built. Uh, you know, it was an 800 square foot home. And I bought it off the contractor that mm-hmm. was building his dream house and, you know, and mm-hmm. so forth. I bought $310,000 in 1987. That mm-hmm. was a lot of money. I'd worked hard for that. I don't want you telling mm-hmm. me what I can't and can't do mm-hmm. with my house on there. That's that's where the divide comes in. Right. There's, I mean, if my house was done by a famous architect, which it wasn't, okay, mm-hmm. or something, and you wanted to tag it historical, mm-hmm. I want you to ask me. Mm-hmm. If I'm willing to as a proper, and this, I'm talking about myself, mm-hmm. but of course, this is how I feel for other ones too. Mm-hmm. If I talk about, you come to me and you say, listen, you have uh, Bill Smith with your historical architect, your house is now famous, right. You've, it's over 50 years old and this and that, we wanna tag this on it as a historical house. Mm-hmm. I can say yes or no. Mm-hmm. If I say no, because I don't want it to hurt the next property value when I sell it or so forth. Mm-hmm. But if I say yes, then I live within the rules mm-hmm. on there. I can't change certain windows and right. I can't change the look of it because it's a historical house. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's no, I, and, and I you get know? it. Yeah. And the, the consequence of that is that we lose our historical homes. And you know, you, but you we have, did. We've already have. We that's already well, no. We already have. Yeah. And that's why I think you know when when you doing it now is kind of a joke. Yeah. And you know, you have cities like Whittier who have really beautiful Correct. historic districts uh, that made they made the, the decision to preserve their neighborhoods right. in Downey it's not it's we that's far out the window we yeah. can't do that anymore right. and you know you look at the Reeves Mansion and the, the the ugly stupid coffee shop that they're building in the yeah. in the front yard and to me that basically destroys the home the home anyways like what's the point of even preserving it anymore it's kind of a joke um so i don't know what the point of it is now of of establishing this um this ordinance where i i I think what it would be nice to have like maybe a list of historical homes i think we also need a definition of historic i think just being old doesn't make it historic the very first house i my very first home that i purchased uh was in whittier uptown whittier it was built in 1898 super old home it wasn't historic it was just old like there's a difference between old and historic and a house could be built in the 1960s and it's historic because it was built by a famous architect we need those definitions there right 
you know? Right, and I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I don't want to lose any more of our history than we already have. But you're right, the toothpaste is out, okay? When, mm-hmm. you know, everybody fought when all the ranch-style homes and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden you put a McMansion in there. That already happened, mm-hmm. and now it's too late. And mm-hmm. now that I own a property big enough that I could, and I'm not talking about mine, mine's mm-hmm. not big enough for this, but if I owned a property big enough, because the lots were so big and downy in those days, and I could subdivide it and put two homes, double my money to leave for my kids, mm-hmm. and et cetera, I don't want you, government, the city mm-hmm. of Downey, or some preservation ordinance to take that right away from me. That's all. That's that's, all that's fine. But then you can't. You know, I go back to that, the the Ball Mansion that yeah. was over on Cherokee. Yeah, that was, was a beautiful, beautiful estate. And now I you know, know they they have four you know mini yeah. McMansions there. Yeah, and that's and I and I totally get what you're saying. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say that you care yeah. about historical preservation. We want our right. history here in Downey, but then not do not put any teeth into it. Right. You right. can't have it both ways. Well, how about I mean, because I mean, we love our aerospace history. Mm-hmm. We love our they, so I mean the Kaufman Wing uh, over there at the Promenade and mm-hmm. and all the things that went there and stuff like that from some historical perspective. Right. So I agree with you, but and again, I I I hated that we lost the ball mansion mm-hmm. there. Okay. So if I'm the Ball family and I'm offered a zillion dollars because my lot was so big mm-hmm. for somebody now, they, I think they, there's four beautiful mm-hmm. homes there. I think it's a private street almost, mm-hmm. those four homes and stuff. So how do you tell me no as a city? Because you, city, then, are you going to help me fix it up? Mm-hmm. Are you going to help me with... Because remember, there was used to be a beautiful old car in the driveway. Oh, yeah. Because the driveway had... A, I loved right. it. I wish... Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I could have restored it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. like to live the way it was. Right. But, but so that's what I'm saying is. So are you the city telling Mr. Ball family, you know, that no, you can't make a profit on it because we love it and it's old? Mm-hmm. And again, it was old. I don't think it was historic. The same mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm with you. I, I love some of the areas of Whittier. So I owned a 1902 brothel mm-hmm. in Whittier. Okay, it's an and, uh, a what? A 1902 brothel. 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 It was four units, uh-huh. and there were four bedrooms on there. Uh-huh. For they were. It was a brothel. Mm-hmm. It was such a brothel. It didn't have the the units don't have closets. Uh-huh. We had to put in closets, mm-hmm. and each one they're small. But I owned this apartment building. Uh-huh. It was old. I mean, we yeah. had to put a lot of money. And, and again, again, because the wood and the whole thing, that was my choice. Sure. But I'm saying mm-hmm. it's kind of ironic, but that's not a historical house just because it was built in 1902. It's a it's an apartment complex right. or four well, small apartments. It, it, it's it's subjective, right? right? Because right. I know that you said that Ball Mansion was historic. You know, I'm sure people at the Historical Society can pull up, you know, all the accomplishments of the Ball family right. and say this was, of course, right. historic. Right. It's it's subjective. Sure, you know? sure. And I agree with you. I think that it's it's too little, too late. Mm-hmm. I think one of the arguments is that originally, and I had nothing to do with this, of course, but the consultants that they hired. Uh, and the city had <clears throat> brought it up that, you know, those definitions go to the planning commission uh, and then it could be appealed to the right. city council if you don't like it in the whole bit. So it was brought up by the Pres- Preservation Society and, and the one in L.A. and the one here in Downey that it should be a preservation committee that should mm-hmm. be analyzing. You should have an architect and you should have – and that's okay and great. It's just another government body right. that's going to be looking at my house and telling me what I can and can't do. And then what's my appeal process if I am a homeowner and I don't mm-hmm. want you telling me that I can't do something about it. So I, I just, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And if this was 30 years ago, maybe, it's. I think that there's, 
I don't know. Maybe go ahead and find out historical well, houses. Say, say, maybe we do because you know I, I remember reading that you know back in the the heyday of the aerospace industry, there were some very wealthy people who moved into Downey. Right. They created custom homes. Maybe those are historical. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we know. Right. But right. but right. sometimes I think we're surprised by what kind of homes are. Sure. We find here and down, and sure. we just don't know. About well, you know, them. then you have some of the sad thing. I mean, we have uh, two or three apartment buildings that were owned by the carpenters. Right? Mm -hmm. I think they might still be one. And their name, we've only just begun, you right. know, uh, and that kind of stuff on there. Right. Uh, top of the world. So those are beautiful. Those are neat. Are those historic? Because it was mm -hmm. owned by the carpenters. You can make that argument right. if you want. But again, so if the carpenters don't own it, and Mario and Eric Apartment Association own it. What are you going to tell me that I can or can't do? Because mm -hmm. I, I can't change the name on it. Or mm -hmm. So that's where that's my only concern is how do right. you address it? So last night, uh, Councilman Timothy Horn brought up, you know, a, a questioning. So if the the building is historic, but the foundation is it is it considered a demolition? And it was kind of a convoluted question on there. Nobody had an answer to right. it. So then the answer was, you know, each circumstances is different. Right. So, but who's going to decide that? Ultimately, right. the council would. But I'm telling you, if I have to spend money defending my property against being historical because I want to build two lots on it now, that's... That's a slippery slope. That's eminent it, domain. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 well, I mean, the city as a collective, you know, government agency has to make that choice. And I think it's already made that choice perfectly clear over the years, you know. It, 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 it just doesn't want to. And you know what? And I see, I, I see, you know what bugs me is when Johnny's Boiler was, mm -hmm. was demolished, you know, everybody was in uproar about yeah. it. And the city came together and it was restored. Mm -hmm. How often do you go by Bob's Big Boy, mm -hmm. and it's it's empty, mm -hmm. it's it's dead. Yeah. Like where's everybody yeah. who who was who was clamoring for yeah. it? And you see that the Kaufman Wing, yeah. it's been sitting there vacant for for how long? What? Okay, you saved it, but just sitting there is rotting away. Oh, it's yeah. not being used. Oh yeah. yeah, it's kind of insulting. It's it's ironic you said that because my wife and I went to dinner there after our kids, our grandson's mm -hmm. basketball game for the first time mm -hmm. and. Nine, ten months right. a year. Mm -hmm. So, and we loved it. I went up to the photo to see sure. it. I was even explaining to somebody how the rocks were done in the Hobet. But, you know, that was a great example where the city did put its money where its mm -hmm. mouth was. On their, by, my, before my first council meeting, it was a Sunday in early January, uh, that the, the, co the uh, uh, Johnny's Broiler was being de illegally demolished. A couple of gentlemen were brought in from in front of an All-American. Uh, somebody, a uh, bad guy, bought, uh, brought a, a, a crane. Or not a crane, it was actually a, a forklift. Yeah, a, a forklift. Yeah, 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 but like one of a smaller one. And these guys were going at the building. The power was still on. I mean, they were eight feet away from dying. Mm -hmm. So somebody saw them, called the police, got stopped. Right? I was there within a couple hours. It was terrible for the same thing. But but jo Johnny's broiler had a long been gone. It was a car lot mm -hmm. because the food was so bad at Johnny's broiler. Yeah. We love the historical part of it. And, you know, the car hop and the movies that have been there. But we didn't support it. Just exactly what you're saying. So the city... On that, my very first council meeting, our city manager came to the back and said, that's the largest crowd we ever had. They had all the TV yeah. cameras and stuff like that. And it was just kind of ironic. So we as a city council did want to rebuild it, right? 
and we and, put sorry go ahead and no go ahead no. But be, and i think part of it because there was so much public pressure Thank on you, you right? absolutely absolutely right. we all laughed mm -hmm. at that that night i even said my first comments as a councilman mm -hmm. there ever in the history of the city of downey in january 2007 is wow Thank you all for coming and supporting me in my first council mm -hmm. meeting. And I'm looking out at the uh, everybody laughed because that's not they weren't there for right. that, right? So yes, there was a lot of pressure on there. And Kurt Cartosian, Rick Trejo, and myself agreed that we wanted to rebuild it mm -hmm. that night. We said it out loud, so that gave the staff the direction. Mm -hmm. So, but it took Gilbert Levis to find uh, Jim Louder to be able to do that. Right. So. It was one of the worst deals financially for the city of Downey. City of Downey uh, from redevelopment spent 500,000 for the parking lot at Portos mm -hmm. on a $14 million development. Yeah. Great for the city mm -hmm. and so forth. City of Downey spent 900,000 mm -hmm. of $2 million for the Johnny's Broiler for right. the Boz Big Boy. Now again, the uh, Jim Lauder has been a great operator of that. He took the historical part, uh, made sure like all the different rocks, we found the original architectural plans, pulled off the rocks, cleaned them, put them all back, the floor's all original. Yeah. And he's got a picture of us standing there on the bulldozer uh, when we first agreed and shook on it. So it's been great, you're absolutely right. But mm -hmm. 900,000 for $2 million, mm -hmm. I don't know if that could happen today, right. you know, but we put our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. And then yet, do we go there? We love it. I like going by there, waving at it. I, I'm proud of it. I had a part to do in that. But we don't but, eat there. No, we don't eat there. Actually, no. their, malts, their malts were pretty good the other day because they yeah. give you the extra thing. Mm. But so, so what does this do? I don't know. I, I, it pacifies certain people. But I don't know what that I, is. I guess I don't know. It's you know wait wait and see. I don't know what's going to do. I don't have high hopes. Yeah. Like we say, I don't know what's historic anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll I'd see. love to see what they consider historic. Yeah, but you better have good evidence if you're going to come to my house mm -hmm. and tell me my house or something about it is historic. Sure. And I think that's, I think Mayor Pro Tem Trujillo brought that up at mm -hmm. the the council comment. Are we talking about what here? Take away eminent domain? It's right. like property owners' rights and stuff like. We'll see, but but it looks like it is going to be passing. Right. They're going to take it away from the planning commission and put a historical preservation, preservation, right. preservation, 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 preservation. Well, no wonder I'm not supportive of. It. I can't yeah, even say it. Can't even say it. Uh, and we'll see. But yeah. you're right. I'm, I'm, let's look at the list. Let's talk about this six nine months from now and see what the list of those houses they come right. up. Right. If that house next to old. Comes up because it was built in 1922. I'm going to be disappointed. Why? Well, right. <laughs> Here, here's what I don't want. I don't want the city council or the city of Downey, however you want to phrase it, bragging about. You know, we have a we care about our history. We have a historical preservation ordinance. You do not care about history in Downey. Like, and I will fight you tooth and nail because the facts say otherwise. You yeah, know, yeah. philosophically, and I understand philosophically. If you don't want to tell property owners what they do with the property, I respect that. I understand right. it, but don't say that you care about Downey history because you do not. Yeah. At least over the years, and and I've been part of it to a yeah. point. You know. Yeah. Uh, Mar, I want to ask you so. Um, changing gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think, the first meeting of our new council member, Timothy Horn. Um, did, what was your impression? Did you get any... Well, what was your impression? I don't think he's going to hurt us, so that was good. Mm -hmm. I feel confident about that. I think that he's laser-focused on certain things. Mm. I think the only comment he made was directing staff to come back with an ordinance for parking permit within 30 days. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
It doesn't happen that way. It's like what, never, does, it, what does that mean? I don't even know what that I, means. I think that there. I think he has a problem in his neighborhood with yeah. cars parking, so he wants to put parking permits on in the his cars. specific neighborhood. Yeah, that's why I okay. think he 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 was on the planning committee. I mean, on right. the public works and so forth. So I don't know that what what I explained on there, but I I know that I didn't hear a second on the council to put it on there, which uh-huh. is they voted on that for which was from, an issue. It yeah. was an issue with the Catherine Alvarez. Right. So somebody on the council has to say, okay, we agree with right. that because that first of all, thirty days is unreasonable. Right. It, just, it just shows his inexperience yeah. in, in government. I don't want our staff to be hustling to get this out in 30, 60 days. Right. I mean, we used to get a list on the council of who's working at which department and when it was brought up and then the time frame. So every once in a while, I'd I'd tickle it and I'd ask it at the council meeting, hey, this part here, where are we? Give us a status. Because, you know, I don't think it's a priority for the council. I know that, you know, Mayor Frometa and Mario Trujillo and, and Hector, they got other things that they have pushed on there. Sure. So parking permit to take the staff, take the legal part of it, and pay for lawyers' fees to look at an ordinance on how you do this parking thing on there. Yeah. I don't know. It's not reasonable. And but, I think there's already a process in place. I mean, yeah, if there's a yeah, parking situation. Yeah. So, but Eric, it just comes from inexperience. And yeah. that's just, so th- that's not necessarily bad. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing that he wants it looked at. I think it's unreasonable. And I think he'll get it that you just can't do it. And hopefully the, the council, you know, is, it doesn't waste spa- st- staff time yeah. on that. So. There's, there's a learning curve. Yeah, there is sure. a big learning curve. You don't come in and demand a parking permit yeah. in, the, in 30 days. In 30 days. I laughed. I stayed up late last night because I know we were taping this show, yeah. uh, listening to it, and it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. be nice. Hey, did you listen to the council meeting, uh, the public comments or anything like that? I, I listened to part of it, but not the whole thing. Yeah, because I thought, so what did you think about the changing the um, – Taking their picture off the camera, uh-huh. the gadflies, if you will. Oh yeah. On there. yeah. So the you know now you're no longer on there. So hopefully that takes away the sure. people that just want to be on TV. Right. So I mean you you have a right to be heard. You can be heard. So I, it, what do you think of that? No, I I, I like it um, because you know you, we would have certain people who would write obscenities on the back of their T-shirts, yeah. knowing that they're yeah. being televised. Yeah. And I think is people you know you don't. There, there's no you have a right to be heard right but i don't think you have a there's no right that i know of where you have to be broadcasted on yeah on youtube or whatever right, it is right. i think it's actually kind of uh it's kind of as a clever solution i think right right and you know let them say what they have to say but you don't have to show it that's right my right opinion, yeah. well that's number one number two mm-hmm. is uh mayor Frometa threw somebody out because mm-hmm. gave him a warning right that he was using the f word and then used some other words and you know they can go under the disruption of the meeting thing, so I think when some of them and there's not only a couple of people there too, it's a shame that two or three people using these nasty words when you have families in the audience or kids or presentations on there, and it's just it's needlessly. So under the freedom you know of the First Amendment, I'm sorry I don't want to hear your f words and everything else. Now, but now, but now just using those words itself is that a disruption? Well, that's the whole point. That's the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Governor uh, Governor Newsom signed that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and and it was brought up last night. and It was shown about it. So you can't be. It was specific for these type of things. And when, Downey's not the only one. L.A. County and L.A. City. They have, you know, these gadflies and stuff. If it's a disruption of the meeting. So I don't know. That's interpretation. If, yeah, if you're using the F word ten times. Is that a disruption of the meeting? 
Well, see, I, I don't know. I would disagree. I mean, I, I feel like if it's during that person's public comment, they're two, what is it, two minutes that they get? Two whatever. or three minutes, depending on how Yeah, what they, I is. feel like they can say whatever they want as long as, as long as it's not a threat. Now, if they're shouting it from the audience, right. they're actually disrupting the meeting. Right. You know, right. I don't know. You know, what, you know what's interesting? In the old days, as I was on there, I would have fought hard to keep it at five minutes, saying, okay, I just got to suck it up and listen to whatever right. you got to say for five minutes. So I, I would have opposed them when they changed the time down. After seeing what's happened the last two years, yeah. I totally agree with them. I can see that um, you can make your point in two or three two minutes. minutes right. You know, here's council, here's what I'd like you to do. You know, there's a lot of traffic jams because of a taco place on my street. Please help right. me. Sure. You know, I don't need five minutes. And then I don't have to listen to the idiots calling me you know, right. the F word and stuff like that. It's so. such a balance because it's a public meeting. And I think when you sign up for, to become an elected official, you, you kind of, you kind of sign up for yeah. it. So it's, it's a balance. It, it is a balance, but you don't, yeah. Some but you're also, things, you're wasting the people's time some too. Some of these things are uncalled for though. Right. But, you know, and there, and there are people that have mental problems. Well, you know what, what, what's, what, what's always bugged me and, you know, and, Sorry, but this is when you were yeah. on the account when you were sure. mayor. Sure. The I thought the presentations were excessive. Yeah. The the awards to people, the yeah. you know, the the, the, the photo ops. Yeah. It was you know, it, it would be an hour, hour and a half on photo ops when at the well, end of it. Mine weren't ever that long. I oh know. I don't know. I don't know. Right, well, Maybe I, sometimes. I don't apologize for that. But at, but at the end of it we had, there would be like a stacked agenda, really important stuff to do. And it's like, okay, this it was almost like the important stuff is 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 we're trying to get through it really quick. But right. the, the photo ops, no, we got tons of time for photo ops. That's always bugging me, and that's yeah. every council basically. Yeah. But you that's know? that's you from a journalist standpoint. Uh, you know what? I don't regret that because one of the things as mayor, I wanted to make people feel good and also reward the accomplishments of people. And you do that at the beginning because that's when you got the most people. You can't make them sit there through. So, but your argument is valid on public comment too. If you have a, your agenda item number 15, okay, and you got to wait for non-agenda public comment, Okay, yours mm -hmm. is agendized, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to listen to these 15 people last night on non-agenda public comment first. I just think it should be reversed mm -hmm. because if you're on the agenda, you should go first because you were on the agenda. Right. You waited your turn already mm -hmm. to get on there. Versus non-agenda public comment, yes, it could take a little bit longer, so you should be at the end. Right. The, and, and believe it or not, the mayor has what? the discretion to do it. I think that's but, a good idea, yeah. and I, I, I agree with you. What, what I disagree, maybe it's not having disagreeing, is I, I feel like – you, you know, and I, I trust you that you had really good intentions that you wanted to honor certain people. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've had mayors who would give awards and presentations to their friends, to people they mm -hmm. want to do business with, people that they want to impress mm -hmm. for personal reasons. And that was a complete waste of time. Right. And so you're over here giving these presentations. I'm sitting through it, wasting my time. And then you get, not you, but other, other mayors get, who, get I know exactly who it would You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then they get upset when their time is being wasted during public comments. Yeah. It's it's really hypocritical. That yeah. That's always kind of I kind get of that. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. I totally understand yeah. that. I'm, but, I'm, but you had a good intention. You were yeah. honoring Yeah, I had, I, you know, I had a diaconia award. And the word, I'm a deacon, and the word diaconia, a deacon literally comes from the Greek word diaconia, which literally means servant. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to give a servant award every every mm -hmm. month and so forth. And believe it or not, I used to give them a clock, 
uh, thing, of course, with a certificate, and I paid for it. You can mm. look it up. I paid forty dollars, everything out of my own pocket, here on there to the city to get by me my clock yeah. to give away. So anyway, how funny? Yeah. Um, so what else happened? Okay, uh, this will be the last time we talk about the recall. Okay, this will really because be it's it. over. It's over. It's over. So what happened? Uh, what happened last night? So so the results were certified. Uh, Catherine Alvarez of Fishery off the city council. Uh, the city can start moving forward. There's going to be a special election in November. And so in that regard, we'll keep talking about who's going to replace her right. in the, to, uh, through 2024. Right. Uh, so it'll be for a one-year term. Do you know when candidates can start pulling papers for district I, I don't three? know that yet. Okay. On their, the we'll city, find out. Yeah, the city clerk will. It'll be, you know, I, I assume the timing will be the same, similar to a city council meeting, which normally is like the first week in August. So in the summertime, there, yeah. Because it's, cause it's still going to be a November election. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I imagine in the next couple of months, you'll have the announced candidates. We'll, we'll start, get people, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know that there's, we know of um, two or three running in District 1, Blanca Pacheco's old seat. Uh, we know we talked about Horacio Ortiz and then Ovira, and I don't know if Hector Lujan is going to mm -hmm. be a running. So we know at least two and a half or three. People who are saying, but they have they can't pull papers yet. They can't so. pull papers now, yeah. yeah. So I think when you get a, a committee assignment in a number so you can start raising money, right. that's a pretty good indication that they're serious. Yeah, about for it, sure. So. so then 2024, it'll be the, a regular election in regards to district. It, it'll be yeah. yeah it's kind of weird because the person serving here in this november will get elected only for one year yeah serving out the remainder of alvarez's term right which would have been uh next year so and you say okay well some people are saying oh let's just wait till right. i'll wait till run in the 2024 so i can right. get four four full years well but i'll tell you you can't discount the power of the incumbency mm -hmm. next year whoever gets elected in november is going to have a year of being in photo ops making decisions mm -hmm. of being involved talking in the community, to residents talking to residents doing all that so there's a name id thing that you can't get by right. jumping in at the last minute so i the, whoever wins this november is probably the odds-on favorite to win in November 2024. Yeah. So that's a combination of that. And then Blanca Pacheco is the same thing. It's You're filling out the remainder of her term, but hers doesn't come up until 20, uh, yes, at the same time. Same time. It's on there. So yeah. we're going to, regardless, we're going to have two new council members. So you've got the, the crux now. You have Mayor Frometa, Mayor Pro Tem, uh, you know, uh, Trujillo, and then Councilman Sosa. And then these two new seats, I mean, Timothy Horn, I, I mean, it is what it is. I don't I discount it or whatever. I don't right. think he's going to run or he could win if he ran. No, you I don't know? think so, so And stuff on there. So, um, But these three are going to be there. So now whoever they're supporting roles is going to be really important. So, And, you know, it, it makes these – we say it every time that, you know, every election is, is important. These upcoming elections – uh, 2023, 2024, yeah. really important because we keep talking about stability in the city of Downey. Yeah. Well, now we have a city manager. He's going to bring in his department heads, I'm sure, his staff. And then once we get these past these elections, there's going to be stability, right. for better or for worse. There's right. going to be a right. council. Now, what direction do you want the city to take? That's when it's so important that you elect people that you think 
you want leading the city. Sure, sure. I mean, because, you know, the city manager, I mean, his contract is $287,000 mm-hmm. for the city manager. And there's, I haven't seen the contract, but the clause is probably, he probably gets a year, year and a half severance if he's terminated. Six months. Con- six months. I didn't mm-hmm. read the contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, so six, six months. months on there. Um, so, you know, and again, it's a chance. It's There's more stability now with the current council than there was a year ago. I think there's more said with Catherine Alvarez being recalled on there, but he's still taking a chance. It's good for him. I don't know him, I've never met him, but good for him. He um, assistant city manager, so this is a a coup for him in a good Mm -hmm. way. I mean, the city of Downey, regardless, even with our problems politically the last year and a half, on there, it's still a great job. It's still mm-hmm. a great reputation. And you and I know the all the surrounding cities. I know a lot of the elected officials and elected officials in LA County keep saying that to me. What the heck happened? Right. How did this happen so fast? You guys were looked at the shining light right. on the hill in the southeast. So I think we can get that back. Well, you know the funny part is is, is so you know we talk about our current city council majority. Uh, well, so it's basically like you said, Mario Trujillo, it's Claudia Fermeta, and Hector. Hector Sosa, we got some stability. They actually, they agree, I think, more than they disagree. Right. I think there's this stigma that they're, you know, fighting or whatever. I don't know if, if how true that is. There might be some mistrust. But I think where this where they really kind of screwed up was getting rid of Gilbert Levis. Right. No, I think there's some distrust there. You right. know, but for the right. most part, I think they tend to agree on city yeah. on city I issues. I think there's probably it was probably four or five philosophical issues. Besides the city manager, you know, I mean, the minimum wage and health care, mm-hmm. you, you know, at the beginning, probably pride uh, in a couple other things on there. But overall, I think that you're right. You know, and I think that uh, Mayor Pro Tem Trujillo and, uh, you know, uh, Mayor Frometa, I think they're both. Uh, if they both work together, I think there's a lot of opportunities on there. They're both very strong people. They're both very smart people. Uh, they're both good. You may disagree with them politically. Yeah. But I think if they work together, that would be a dynamic duo. And then you have the great cast there with the cast. That's a terrible way of putting it. Councilman Sosa is very steady. He's smart. He's right. uh, you know cares about the community on there. He's passionate. He's going to do the work. I mean, I've seen him more out there already mm-hmm. in the last two months right. than you know Catherine Alvarez was in two years. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Right. So I think if the three of them work together, the other two will be peripheral. But man, let's go. If they work, to, they have their city manager. Let's go. If the balls yeah. in their court, a hundred percent, the balls in their court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for the future. Like you said earlier, our best days are still ahead of us out yeah. there. I believe in that. So, I hope so. Lastly, last night, uh, what do you think? They approved a new uh, police captain on there. We uh, Actually, I was part of it in 2008 when we needed yeah, the uh, last recession and the big crash on there. We needed to cut the budget. Uh, I was on the budget committee when we cut out the captain, and that was our police chief graciously. I mean, we took out a, a fire truck for a year, too, So, and they just never came back. But we took that right. out that year. And what are your thoughts? You, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough because I, I, I hesitate. I, I support Downey Police. Of, of course I do, you know. And I, I don't want this to come across as a criticism, but maybe it is. Um, I, I have concerns about the amount of money we're spending on our police department. 
um, and maybe not just in, in by bringing back this position. I don't. I wouldn't want this to impact the number of officers we have on the street on patrol. I I, I was never a fan of the city buying that the Bearcat. I don't know how much money it costs. I thought that was unnecessary. Three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan of the of the city purchasing the ballistic helmets. I, I, and only obviously I want our officers to be safe. But I felt if there was ever, you know, the first time I saw that our police officers were wearing the, you know, the, the shields and all that protection was there was a it was 2020. There was a protest at City Hall. They were basically teenagers, you know, and I felt like that was our, our police officers were coming across very intimidating. You know, I, I don't like you know, the militariz- militarization of, of police departments. I'm not a fan of that. Um, and, and I know also there was, there's been discussion, you know, our, con- our congressman, Robert Garcia, was in town on, on Monday, and the city was pushing funding for a mobile command unit. And I'm not sure what that costs. I'm not really, I'm not really sure what it entails. But it's, it's a lot of money that we're spending on our police department. And I just feel... If you even question how much money we're spending on our police department, you're automatically labeled, you know, anti-police. And I'm not at all. But I feel like the amount of money that we're spending, we should at least take a step back and ask questions. And I feel that it's not happening. That's how I feel. Okay. I mean, what about? And I know you're you're a chaplain with Downey Police. So yeah, you, you know, I, I, you know, I have a little bit different feel for it. And number one, I'm I am an insider uh, from that standpoint. I'm proudly been the chaplain for the last 20 years at Downey Police. Uh, I'm on many ride-alongs. I've been in the meetings with them. I've been in, uh, you know, I know from the chief on down. I've known him for many many years. So I can tell you that nothing to me is more important than having a good police department that protects us and i mean i don't think you're saying anything against that either uh but to me it's like so it's hard for me to criticize knowing how much they do uh, they do great things out there in the community and we're very community based too uh, you know I talked to one of our sergeants uh, recently when the terrible th- tragedy uh, happened in Memphis with those rogue officers that mm-hmm. basically executed this young man and it was just absolutely atrocious and terrible I have confidence that that could never happen in the city of Downey mm-hmm. uh, you could I've been in those ride alongs on there can you have one officer that gets mad that you spit on somebody and maybe throws a punch wrong when they, you know, I guess it's conceivable, but I cannot, I, I know that, that it would never happen mm-hmm. that have two or three or any number of Downey police officers go rogue like that uh, and mistreat somebody that badly. Number one is it's, it's amazing too, that right now, like the city of Huntington park where they, you know, there's a lawsuit, they shot that man that without the legs running away and stuff that they had no cameras. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Huntington Park is where I grew up and before I moved up to Downey. I just can't believe Downey was one of the first cities that had cameras. Mm-hmm. And, our, and I'll tell you, here's the attitude. Our police officers back then, when people were saying, oh, aren't you worried about Big Brother? Our police officers are like, 
that protects me too. Mm -hmm. You know, are you kidding? So we've always embraced technology, and I'm real proud of that from the license plate readers, from the, you know, we've caught bad guys that way to the cameras here. So, you know, I'm not going to dispute it because I, I know too much, and I love the people there, and I know what they can do. So sometimes the funding, it costs more to have a police department like us. Uh, then, for example, our, our beautiful neighbor there, Norwalk. Mm-hmm. Norwalk has a sheriff's department, right? Great law enforcement agency. Uh, they, you know, they're about the same uh, population. We're a little bit bigger, but we're 12 and a half square miles, mm-hmm. so we're a couple miles bigger. But having the Downey Police Department costs another 25% from what they're paying for their sheriff's contract. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, yeah. It's, it's I, worth yeah, it. You, yeah. the Downey PD is visible. You yeah. can, you can, you're driving down, you see Downey Police. You don't see that in Norwalk. Yeah. And then it's hard. I mean, you know, we have Chief Leslie Murray. Mm-hmm. On the, you, you know the chiefs and you know the captains. Who's the you Downey know, person. You know all the people there. By the way, the new person, I happen to know who the new captain is going to be. And he's been here, you know, I've known him for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good thing. So, yeah, you can make an argument. I, you know, I can't say anything about it because I'm a homer. And I love Downey Police Department. And I will do anything for them on there. So um, and, anyway. and, and I do too. All, I all, all I'm saying yeah. though is, we, and we and we have a great police department. That's one of the reasons I want to live here in Downey, and I'm happy to pay taxes in Downey. And it's one reason I voted for. I was in support of Measure S yeah. because we to support our Downey. Police that was department. 82% voted to keep it's our safety, our public safety local here. There you go. Yeah, 82%. That's, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but there, should, there, there needs to be still accountability. Yeah. One reason that we have a great police department is because we have accountability. Yeah. I don't think we want to get to a point where we just automatically do whatever it is that Downey Police wants to do. Right. We still need to, in good faith, question what it is, what they want to do, and have that conversation of whether it's right. that's what's best for our city of Downey. Right. That's all I'm saying. Well, and I respect you for bringing it up on our on our show mm-hmm. here and, mm-hmm. and so forth. And, you know, I think that's where sometimes, and I've, you and I have talked about it, the power of the media. You know, I've, I firmly believe that what's happened in other southeast cities in the past could not have happened in Downey because of you and the Downey Patriot. Mm-hmm. We've had the local media here that I think you would have called everybody out on it, and I think that informs the people. You know, poor Bell, you know, they had, there was no way to communicate. The poor neighbors and the, the residents there, they, they're hardworking people. Mm-hmm. They're just out there trying to make a living and survive, mm-hmm. so they didn't know what was going on at City Hall. You reported on mm-hmm. there, and I think that's a compliment to you, but you are the watchdog. If I, Downey I, I, PD ever got rogue, which they never Never will right. you're the by the reported. I appreciate it. it. It works by people telling by telling us what's yeah. going on. And I can tell you from like a crime perspective, it's gotten more difficult. Because a few years ago, you know, Downey's police, uh, the radio system used to be public. Yeah. I used to be able to listen to the scanner. Uh, I with my police scanner, I can't do that anymore. Now it's a private feed. I can't listen to Downey police talking to each other. And I know it was it was done as a you know as a privacy measure or a security measure. You know, that's fine. But the result is I will get phone calls from people saying, "Hey, there's some police activity going on down here. What's going on? I have no idea. What? Why is a helicopter hovering around my neighborhood? 
have no idea. I have literally, I, have, I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. If you look in the Danny Patriot, there's not much crime news because we have no idea what's going on. We have a crime report that, and, and thankfully that's provided to us, but that's provided by the Downey Police Department. I don't know. Obviously, they're not going to give us everything. But what is it that they're not included? They're picking and choosing what it is that's included in the crime report. That's all I'm saying. That's not us. And so there, there's always room. There's always room for improvement. I think we have to meet each other halfway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. You should talk to the chief, to the new captain. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an ongoing conversation. And okay. it changes from, from, from chief to chief. But, you know, I'll tell you, though, under Chief Murray, the – um, our I will say our communication has gotten better. Okay. Uh, we have more um, crime reports and we get more press releases. So it's, it's definitely gotten better. That's great. Yeah. I've worked under, oh my gosh, how many chiefs now? Uh, Chief John Finch, uh, Roy Campos, mm -hmm. Rick Estes, uh, uh, Carl, Carl Charles, uh, Les, uh, Dean, Milligan and Leslie Murray. So I've worked. Did I miss one in there between? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, so I've worked under six chiefs in the 20 years on there and all stand up people. And the, the beauty of it, too, they all came from the Downey Police Department. So that's always kind of cool yeah. that they know the community and mm -hmm. they know the city already. And it's a different world, Eric. When I drive down Paramount Boulevard in a police car, uh, on my ride-alongs, and when I drive it later on the next day in my own personal car, you see things differently. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's yeah. just a different city from the police department on there. So God yeah, bless absolutely. them for what they do on there, and I'm and I'm proud of that. So no, it is, and you know, so uh, you know, we we have our, our Norwalk Patriot newspaper. And I, I've spoken to Norwalk council members who express frustration because they'll request, you know, a, a heavier law enforcement pres presence, you know, at a park or whatever, and they'll they'll get rejected, you know. Wow. And it you can't just direct them like they can here in, yeah. in Downey. Yeah. You don't have that control. You, you don't have that control, and you have like the station you know, a captain, but they get rotated out, you wow. know, so it, it's, well, it's, it's I'm glad different. you brought that up because that was the big thing that I think we hopefully got that across to the residents because the 82% voted to keep the vote to the residents on police and fire mm -hmm. local here because the, the fire department, the big thing is if you brought in county, it was that, oh, the surrounding areas, you know, the mm -hmm. Hollydale station would come in and so right. forth. We, we get them now in mutual aid, but that was one of the big things. We, mm -hmm. The fire marshal at that time was going to be in Cerritos. Right. And, you know, you have certain people in charge in certain areas, but you don't have the control that you do mm -hmm. now. So Downey, we can talk to Chief Leslie, we can talk to the fire chief and, and, and have that control. Control. And they right. both work, by the way, obviously they work for the city council, everybody directly, but they technically work for the city manager. Right. So that's a, that important relationship that sure. city manager tells fire chief, the council want more of this. Right. Police chief, the council wants more of this. So that's a relationship right. thing. You and know? you have the officers who come up through the department for decades. Yeah. And yeah. here in Downey. Yeah. And they know the city better I'd, than anybody. Eric, and you know, we just had that recently, that tragedy with that, that poor mom dying in, in the side with her little girl, uh, six-year-old little girl, excuse me, 12-year-old little girl. The Downey Police Officers Association, the Downey Police Management Association, mm -hmm. um, they're they're the ones that jumped in right off. The without back. any kind of without any publicity no, or no. anything, they, they actually they, they actually got up. mad that they was it was mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, they just wanted to do it, so God yeah. bless them and yeah. thanks to our POA and and so forth. Anyway, yeah. 
Um, okay, listen, I think we've covered enough. To have yeah, to good stuff. Good stuff. so anyway, we're passionate about our city. Yeah, we are. We are, and and uh, and I I love all the community uh, things. And this year, it's going to be a fun year because we we get to do the things again. We get to yeah. be out in the open. I mean, COVID is kind of in our rear window mm-hmm. uh, behind us. It's always going to be with us, but right. so is the flu sure. and a couple other things too. Yeah, you know. So I don't want to discount that, but we're we're meeting we're back together right. and we're, we're mm-hmm. having events and it's exciting i love working with you on the downtown things mm-hmm. and uh we're getting some stuff done so there's some excitement yeah. um happening yeah okay so folks um thanks to our sponsor financial partners credit union we get to make this beautiful uh beautiful you're going to consider it beautiful we don't consider it. we mm-hmm. get to make this podcast and we we enjoy doing it we want to get the word out on our community about what we're doing uh yeah you can see eric and i have various opinions you're getting the whole discussion we have a conversational style like mm-hmm. this so it's good We'd love to hear from you. We're going to have some guests coming up uh, and as we talk to him. And we're going to also invite uh, uh, the police chief, uh, Leslie Murray, and our fire chief. So you get to hear directly on there. But nothing is more important than public safety here in Downey. And so that's why we spent time talking about it today. Yeah. So anyways, we hope, uh, we'd love to hear what you think about the historical preservation. Preservation. The historical <laughs> ordinance, okay? We'd love to hear what you have to say about that. The recall is over. Congratulations to City of Downey in District 3. And thank you to our Downey Police Department. So we'll end it here. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for being on Talking Downey with Mario. And Eric.